Okay, test one, two, test one, two, check, check, check. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Way of the Truth Warrior. David Whitehead here with you. What's the date today? Monday, June 28th, 2021. We are currently experiencing an epic and historic heat wave in Canada. I heard that heat kills the virus at a certain temperature. Is that true? So this should be good news. We'll see. We'll see how the media treats this. Uh, right now, they're reporting it as the sky is falling um, because of the heat. And uh, they're trying to link it into climate change and all that good stuff. So we'll get to that. Anyways, welcome, everybody. I'm just checking on my streams. Let me just get warmed up here. Checking everything out. Looks like we are good to go, everybody. Hello, over in the foxhole. That's slowly filling up. Welcome, welcome. We're rocking and rolling on Twitch. Hello, Twitch. How's my followers on Twitch? I got 94 followers on Twitch now. That's, uh... <laughs> we'll work on it. Uh, how are we doing on DLive? Oh, why is it saying that the streamer's offline? That's impossible. What? What? How is this possible? Okay. Well, that sometimes happens. Sorry, D-Live. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. All right. Let me just, uh, I'm going to just check something real quick to see if I can't fix that. I hope you're all doing well. Um, okay. Well, it says I should be. So if I don't see you guys on D-Live today, my apologies. We're live everywhere else. We're good on Rockfin. We're on Twitch and we are on the foxhole. So... That'll be good. And just so you know, I always post these archives on Rumble. I try BitChute. If you don't see all the shows on BitChute, it's probably because they're giving me grief with uploads. It's so rickety. I don't know what's up. I'm doing my best. Uh, so I try to get it up. But definitely Podbean if you just like to listen. Um, you can go and check me out on Podbean. And Podbean and iTunes have pretty much all my shows. All the shows that were banned from YouTube when that channel got shut down. You can always get them over there. So with that being said, welcome everybody. I hope you're well. Strap yourselves in. We got to go through a lot of crazy stuff. And we'll also try to find some silver linings on the way as well. I think there's always something positive happening at the same time as all this craziness. So it's important we keep everything into perspective. Good to see you, DS. Good to see you. Tango. All right. Very good. Let me see how we're doing over here real quick. So everybody, yeah, there we go. Okay. So we are moving on these two separate timelines. We've got the great reset versus the great awakening. And we're hoping that one is greater than the other, but we're going to see how this pans out. Um, Canada is currently in the process of being canceled. Cancel culture uh, has been here for quite some time, but now it's literally cancel culture, like cancel the entire culture of Canada. Um, we're going to get into it. I'll share my thoughts on the madness. Um, and then also we've got some more <laughs> variants loose. I'm just going to go through. I, I've been 
putting a lot of posts on my Twitter. I'm going to go through there and just show you some of the stuff that has been coming across my desk. You guys can share what you've been looking at. Let me know what you think. Uh, be sure also to go and check me out on TikTok only if you have a TikTok account. You don't have to create a TikTok account to follow me. I'm only there to just find another outlet that I can try to expand my audience and get people to come and see the real stuff over on these shows, put out information, do what I can in the info war. Can't always talk in a bubble. I love you guys. This is great, but <clears throat> we have to be able to reach the wider masses. And then I know I hear the argument too, and I see it in the chat that at a certain point, we're not going to be able to really reach people. And I understand that, but I'm the kind of person that I don't really give up very easily. So, um, doing my best with what we got as we all are. Interesting thing happened this morning. I, uh, went to go pick up some espresso beans from my local coffee shop and they have been, uh, for quite some time, very much about the masks. And it's odd how today, because this is like the hottest day of the year and the hottest day, according to the media, okay, it's like the hottest day in the history of Canada, in Western Canada specifically, because we have this heat wave that's uh, got this big pressure cooker. You should see the, you should see the weather channel. The weather channel has not, it's not just about the weather. It's doom, gloom, fear, like it's, it's pretty nuts. Um, the way they're reporting this heat wave, you'd think a nuclear bomb just went off and the fallout is drifting over the Western Hemisphere. Like that's the way, it's unbelievable. Now, I, I spend a lot of time in Ontario. Ontario is, that's where the, the smog and the humidity and the heat really hits hard in Canada, um, elsewhere as well, but I just, that was my experience. So when I talk to people here on the West Coast, I'm like, oh, this is just, this is just another day in Ontario. This is how they have it in the summer, minus the mosquitoes. Minus the mosquitoes. But anyways, I go into my coffee shop and um, they've been like, you can't come in here without a mask for so long. They've got big plastic sheets up everywhere to divide everybody off. And um, you go in and today the workers are not wearing masks. And of course, I, I fully support that. Um, but it's just interesting that it's obviously because of the heat wave because this facility doesn't have air conditioning. And so it's just logical. It's like, yep, if you're out there wearing a mask, and I've even seen full grown ass men wearing two masks in this heat and just like sweating out of their eyeballs, their eyeballs are all bloodshot and red because of course they're suffocating and um, making their body incredibly acidic. Uh, it's all for your health, of course. But I just thought that was interesting. You know, so how does this work? Um, you have this mask mandate because this is, of course, the deadliest virus to ever hit the planet. It is now mutating into a thousand different pieces and um, a heat wave strikes and all of a sudden we're allowed to not, certain people are not allowed to wear or don't have to wear the mask. I just find that interesting. It's always, it's kind of selective. Now, logically, it is a logical move. In this heat, you do not want to be working as a barista behind the counter wearing a mask all day, you will suffocate and you will, this is not good for your health. But it, it is interesting to me because it's just yet another one of those contradictory rules where none of this stuff makes sense. Nothing is consistent. It hasn't been consistent this entire time. And yet it's just normal for everybody. Yep. Yep. That's just the way it goes. And it's interesting. It's interesting to me. Did you guys catch the protest footage from London, England over this past weekend? 
we had that. We had um, all kinds of real hot stuff coming out about the election. We had Trump do one of his uh, rallies. We had the news freak out about it. <laughs> it was pretty interesting to watch. We had uh, this new film come out, The Deep Rig. I don't know if you guys caught that. It's by Patrick Byrne. And it's got a whole bunch of um, experts in there just talking about election fraud. And for anybody, this isn't about who your favorite guy is. This is about whether or not any of our elections have actually been on the up and up in any Western country, let alone any country around the world. You remember, people come from other countries around the world to seek citizenship here specifically because they are seeking freedom and opportunity, Right. And then they show up and they're finding out that it's just as rigged and dirty here as it was from the countries that they fled. And so to me, it's interesting that we've got these two simultaneous things happening where you have all this fraud coming out about the election at the same time that we're learning about all the fraud happening with these uh, lockdown measures and government policies and the so-called pandemic. Um, it's pretty interesting. And then... In the background, right on time, right as um, we've got numerous scandals regarding our prime minister here in Canada, prime sinister, crime sinister, uh, getting involved in all these scandals. And this, this starts leaking out and a little bit, bit by bit, keeps leaking. All of a sudden, we have this incredibly big viral movement to cancel Canada Day after the news broke that... I think it's still under 2000, but um, it's a horrific story. It's a horrific story. We're going to get into it. I'm going to break it down. Um, but there were bodies, the remains of children that were found under one of these residential schools in Canada. And of course, I grew up learning about the residential schools. Um, it's an absolute horror show. Um, what was done to the First Nations of this country is absolutely egregious. Um, the interesting thing, though, is, and what I think is even more insidiously evil, is the using of these very important and serious issues for political gain and political ends at very, very specific and opportune times. And that's, that's, the, uh, that's the concern I'm going to be bringing up because I go on, I, I'm new to TikTok, okay? I'm new to TikTok. I've been making some TikTok videos. Some of them have gotten getting pretty good traction. And for the last four or five days, I haven't been able to go on that platform without being absolutely bombarded with videos of people crying and people freaking out and saying, we have to cancel Canada Day in, for a day of mourning and a day of grieving um, and standing in solidarity with the First Nations, etc. And something about it just rubbed me the wrong way. And it, 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 this is where I have to explain it because... I'm a person that's a humanitarian and I don't want to see harm come to anybody. And I know full well what certain people in the government and certain people in the church, i.e. run by the Vatican all the way through the churches here in Canada and precipitated by the crown of England, if you really want to get into the weeds with this, um, I am fully aware of the crimes that uh, those institutions have committed against children around the world from different backgrounds, but definitely in Canada and a Canadian context uh, regarding the First Nations. I'm very, very aware of this. 
been studying this for a long time. I've got many good friends in various communities with First Nations here in Canada. Um, but has anybody noticed the timing of all of this and the equations and the conflations that are being made? And have you noticed that it's the same blueprint that's happening across all Western countries at the same time or within the same time period to dive into the past, to cast guilt and blame and responsibility on the laps of the average people of a country, right? That had nothing to do with those crimes of the past. And even from what you would call the lower or middle classes of your average, say, Canadian, let's just stick just to keep it simple. But this again, this is a blueprint that I've noticed in studying how these different, um, let's just say, media events start to happen. Okay. Media driven events. Um, they all happen around extremely sensitive issues. And then there's an equation that's made without any real facts or deep dives or context or history lessons or a bigger picture of what's happening in the geopolitical chessboard with the Great Reset and the globalist push for central power over the economy, over the means of production, over every little detail of your life. That is just not existent because, in my opinion, the real crime is that these real issues that need to be addressed, and people do need to learn about them, but they do need to learn about them in context. That's all I'm saying. And we need to learn about the real culprits, the real people responsible for these crimes against humanity. Um, they are being used as cannon fodder in an information war that is really a war to control the narrative to create emotive thinking in the population so that conclusions can be reached, right? Problem, reaction, solution. This is the old totalitarian tiptoe blueprint. You either create a problem or you continually hammer over the head problems from the past that, yeah, they weren't resolved because the real criminals were never arrested. It was always deflected, even in their time, deflected onto other Deflected onto us, we the people. Um, and then no responsibility is claimed. By, do you see the Vatican standing up? Do you see the Pope coming out? Do you really see, do you see Trudeau doing anything else but blowing smoke? Do you want to know the real opinion of the Liberal Party and of Trudeau amongst many of the First Nations in this country? You want to know the real opinion? They hate his guts, Okay. They understand that he's a con artist. They also know a history about his uncle, or I guess his father officially, but I think it's his uncle, um, <laughs> Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Um, they know the history that that gentleman had regarding the uh, residential schools, which much of which happened under his watch because this was only in the 80s and 90s. And then, you know, it goes back in history, right? I don't want to get into all the details right now. Let me let me pause, okay? Because this I could just keep going about this, and I'm, I'm guys, I'm talking about this because this is something that's just been on my mind. It, it I woke up this morning, and I'm like, oh, I just want to go and check and see if my TikTok's growing. I look and just 
boom, 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 video after video after video of these massive influencers, many of which aren't even Canadian, by the way. You got a lot of these California 20-year-olds doing these big, like with, with sad music. I'll show you some of the clips about this, okay? And I get it. I get it. This story grips everybody because it involves children. But have you noticed that the bigger conversation, which I've been trying to have on my show and that many other content creators are trying to have, is the greater picture, the greater picture, not to diminish the crimes that were done to specific groups at specific times in history by some very specific people, organizations, religions, institutions, cults, secret societies, etc. Okay. Not to diminish it, but to bring bigger perspective because that without that bigger perspective, without the full context of the situation, the equation in people's minds, as you're going to see is I see something horrible, evil, and bad. Therefore cancel everything, blow up everything, burn everything down, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Without having any vision for, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. We need to do a crash course in some Edward Bernays propaganda. We need to understand it. And again, we have to always, do, we're not trying to um, diminish crimes against humanity. I'm here fighting to expose crimes against humanity. But it's really freaking hard when I know for a fact that many of these random movements and causes and ice bucket challenges and all this stuff that comes up and becomes trendy and viral. First of all, I know, I know the psychology of the average person out there. I can tell by the fact that they have to put those filters over their TikTok to make them look beautiful. I can tell that a lot of these young girls that are doing these crying videos spent like four and a half hours on their makeup right before doing it. I can tell that there's an inauthenticness to it which to me is the crime. Because if you really gave a shit, it wouldn't be like that. And the message wouldn't automatically be cancel Canada. Now they're saying cancel Canada day, but we all know, we all know what's really happening here. At least I know, I hope you know. And if you don't know, stay tuned and I'm going to fill you in. And then you let me know what you think. Looney Tunes 17, he's Castro's son. <laughs> hey, come on, why, why not? I haven't seen any evidence to the contrary. In, in fact, just do some comparatives. There's something weird going on with that. But anyways, we just uh, we know that these people are vicious when it comes to using, uh, pulling at people's heartstrings to fulfill political agendas. And I'm on to it, and I smell a rat. And um, so without further ado, let me do some screen sharing here with you. Get my earpiece in and we'll just go through this together and let me know in the comments what you guys think. Okay. So let me see if I just get rid of this. Okay. Hopefully this is going to work. Boom. Okay. So um, now I, I'm going to just a little disclaimer here is that on TikTok, there's this thing called duet and I'm still trying to learn how to use it where you can kind of like, you can allow people to duet your videos, meaning I make a video 
and I'm allowing other people to like respond to my video kind of thing. Um, all these videos that I've selected have the duet enabled. So this is why I selected them because instead of me doing, I only have a 60 second, I'm only authorized for 60 seconds. It's going to take me more than 60 seconds. So, um, I'm not doing the duet on TikTok. I'm doing the duet here on my show and I'm just going to share my opinion about some of this stuff. So, uh, here we go. Let's see if you guys can hear this. This is the first video. Oh, wait a second. I got to, I think it automatically mutes it. Just refresh here. Canada, we need to have a very serious conversation right now. I don't know if you've heard yet, but there's been another gruesome discovery in this country. Hundreds, hundreds of unmarked graves have recently been located at a residential school in Saskatchewan, the Maribel Residential School. Do you know that this residential school closed in 1997? Take that in. 1997. First off, we have to call this what it actually is, which is a genocide. And secondly, with Canada Day fast approaching, mm -hmm. we have to ask ourselves, is this the year to celebrate with fireworks? Canada, we need to have a very serious conversation right now. I don't know if you've heard yet. Okay. So brings up the issue, talks about it being genocide. We know, yep, 100%. Okay. But then... We got, oh, oh, guys, we got Canada Day coming up. And do you really feel like celebrating with fireworks and celebrating Canada after hearing about this news? Hold that thought. There's more. For a second. That's a big number. It's even bigger when you know that's the number of bodies that have been dug up recently in Canada. It's even bigger when you know that they were in unmarked graves. It's even bigger when you know that's only from six locations. It's even bigger when you know those were all on the sites of old residential schools. It's even bigger when you know that they are all indigenous people. And it's unfathomably high when you know that most of those were children. So when you're hearing people talking about wanting to cancel Canada Day, this is why. There's no reason to celebrate colonization. There's no reason to celebrate genocide. And it doesn't matter if you have five, 10, 20 different reasons why you want to celebrate. Because right now, there are 1,323 reasons not to, and counting. Really? Just take a look at that number for a second. Okay, okay. Next one. I'm just going to blast through these guys. Remember me. Remember me. When the sun comes up in the morning sky, there I will be. There I will be. Soaring with a eagle so high, feeling I was once proud to be Canadian and then found out this news and I'm no longer proud to be Canadian. Okay, let's keep going. 333 and that number is only going to climb. That's as of yesterday. That's the amount of bodies and graves that have been found. We've got a long way to go. 
The United Nations has called out Canada for crimes against humanity, and China has called out Canada for crimes against humanity. Sorry, I keep muting myself. Hold on. Okay, so he just said he's going through the same stats, right? Okay. Um, and then he's saying the United Nations has called out Canada for crimes against humanity. And China has called out Canada for crimes against humanity. <laughs> Those guys are trying to call us out for crimes against humanity. We could talk about China and the Uyghur Muslims and the genocide they've been doing to their own people um, and all kinds of horrific stuff. I've got many friends that have fled communist China to come here because they're, they believe in the spirit of freedom um, and uh, they understand what's going on with the Communist Party of China. Um, we could bring on Alex Newman to discuss the actual crimes that have happened for decades inside the United Nations, especially when it comes to human trafficking, crimes against children, uh, UN troops again and again and again caught raping um, the villages and the places that they go in to ransack and raid. Um, we could go on and on about crimes against humanity, but this is what I'm talking about, guys. The bigger picture here is not discussed, which tells me there's something fishy about this. Okay. There's something off. I'm not saying these people, I'm these people, these are probably well-meaning people. There could be a lot of these influencers that are paid to share these types of messages and kick the fires going. Um, a lot of people mean well, but, uh, meaning well, isn't enough. We, if you really want to solve some of these problems, we have to start thinking a little bit bigger and understanding, um, how not to conflate so many of these upset things right together. now because Hold on. This, this girl's upset. Wait, let's, let's watch why she's upset here. They are canceling Canada Day celebrations in a lot of cities and towns for a day of mourning because we have found hundreds of Aboriginal children in unmarked graves outside of residential schools. And it's the right thing to do to have a day of remembrance. We as Canadians right now do not have anything to celebrate. We should not be wow. celebrating Canada right now. Whenever it is based on the backs and blood of these poor children and poor families, and you guys are upset that you don't get to have a parade and that you don't get to have fireworks and a big celebration, are you fucking kidding me? Like, give your head a shake take the day and really think about what Canada is actually built on. There's a lot of people in Canada upset. Okay. So we have nothing whatsoever to celebrate about Canada after hearing the news. Now remember these people are clearly hearing this news for the first time. All right. I heard about this stuff probably about 15 years ago and uh, had many sleepless nights about it. And then I realized this is a global operation and that changes everything. Thing and so, I want you to actually listen to what I'm okay. So this, this now we're going to get into some of the counter arguments here. All right. Um, this is Republican girl dot cad. Uh, let's just, let's just get a few alternate points of view. Saying and not tear apart my words, please. Thank you. So yeah, indigenous bodies are being found all throughout Canada. This was no secret. What happened to these children has never been a secret. We have been told about this for years and years. The indigenous people have been telling us about this for years. They've been going after the government for years. 
The government never cared up until now. Why? Why are they putting so much funding into finding all these bodies? Do I think it's a sad thing and I think the government should be held accountable along with the Catholic Church? Most certainly I do. But this is a distraction. Because while they've been digging up these bodies, what have they been doing? They've been passing all kinds of bills right underneath our noses. They've been making bills right underneath our noses, trying to amend bills right underneath our noses. Putting all kinds of gag orders in place, passing bills in Parliament in the middle of the night, taking Parliament to court, basically suing them so they have to shut up. Notice, mourn, and respect, but do not be distracted by it. I'm about to say something. So interesting point. She's bringing up the same point that I brought up in some of my TikTok videos. I won't show you them. If you want to watch them, I, I did a few videos on this on my channel. You can check those out. Um, but the idea that there's something bigger happening here, that why is the government, the media, and all of a sudden, all of these massive influencers across many different social media platforms, all concentrating their efforts on shutting down Canada Day right as very shortly after our prime minister announced that Canada is now fully integrated with the Great Reset, um, that we are in completely intertwined with the UN Sustainable Development Goals, which I hope you've gone and read the fine print on that. And uh, of course, we know that Justin Trudeau himself has said that he hopes to be the first leader in Canada to make Canada the world's first post-national state. So there is a, an agenda in the current Liberal Party of Canada, and I would say most of the Conservatives as well in this country, um, who are kind of like your Republican rhinos in the States, where they wear the blue and they wear the, uh, the principles of uh, conservatism or libertarianism or whatever, but they're all taking money from the same organizations and institutions. They're, they're all part of the same, they want the same policies in the end, right? It's like we have these full oppositions in this country. But anyways... Um, We've seen this so many times and there's, this is what's happening. This girl and anybody that is coming out with any kind of like, whoa, whoa, guys, hold on a second. There's a bigger picture here. There's clearly a political agenda with this. And once again, these First Nations people are being used again, which is another crime on top of a crime, right? How come we can't talk about that? And all the, you're just a white racist supremacist. Like, and the whole thing just comes out. And you just, it, this is how you know, this is, this is weaponized propaganda. And it's sad that they're creating it around a very serious issue, which is what they do. That's what they do. That's what propagandists do. They've done this for decades and decades. We could go endlessly for, for, with examples of this. And when you have ulterior motives with things, you know how to get the, uh, the empathy from the, from the people to keep them engaged in this battle right now as we are actually losing our country. We're in the process of losing our country in Canada. And now this is when we're going to bring it up, when we've known about this, the government has known about this, Trudeau has known about this, the First Nations have clearly been trying to uh, get this out for freaking decades. There's a couple books about it. And now these people care? but they're not going to care about it in the grand scheme of things. Already this is where folks, I got questions. So um, here's another one. To demonize, this is going to be a little controversial, but I'm fine with that. Do you honestly think that nobody knew where all these grave sites were for the last 50, 60, 70 years? 
You think these are just new findings right now? I guarantee you that these sites were known about for years. Now think about why would the Canadian government suddenly decide it's time to unearth all this horrible history and put it to the forefront of our news sources. What else is going on? What's really happening with the Canadian government right now? Think about that. That's what this is all about. Not sadness for the children. For us it is. The Canadian government does not give two shits. This is a cover-up for the real truth of what's going on with the Canadian government right now. That's right, because the Canadian government is in the hot seat, so this is clearly a, hey guys, look, here's some more virtue signaling for you. But on the Cancel Canada Day train, that's an absolute embarrassment. Who would have ever thought they'd see the day where we would cancel Canada Day? I've said this before and I'll say it again. You can be proud of your country, but disappointed in your government. What about all the men and women in this country that put that uniform on every day, that signed the contract that they would give up their lives that they had to for us? We don't think about them anymore. More and more cities jumping on the... So again, just bringing up a good point. I like what he said there about you can, you can love your country because what is a country anyways? You can love your country, but be pissed at your government. I think the whole world is going through this right now. And if you're one of those people watching this right now that is still like, I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. Why, how, why, why shouldn't we be trusting the government? I just, I don't get it. <laughs> you're in the wrong place. Or maybe you're in the right place. Stick around. We'll, we'll fill in those gaps for you. I'm going to play one more. Uh, this one is going to be a good segue because it comes from a retired, uh, it comes from a, a veteran, a Canadian veteran. Uh, this gentleman has spoken out about numerous issues in Canada for, for months. He's been speaking out about the pandemic. He was speaking about the shooters from Nova Scotia. He was speaking about the Nova Scotia shooting. He uh, was uh, Omar, uh, was it uh, Omar Cotter? Um, he gets into that stuff. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy, but he just had a viral video. And I don't know if everybody has seen the full video. They've just seen the little clip of it. Here's the full video. I did 14 years in the military. I fought in Afghanistan. A third of my platoon was killed. A lot of guys' blood was spilled. For what? For this? For you to do this? For the cut? For everything? Freedom is literally just being taken the fuck away, and you can't be bothered. It was a waste. Now we're in a place, and I said this back then. I guess I'm the bad guy now. I tried to go and confront this piece of shit, Omar Cotter, this terrorist. He's a double-digit millionaire. He owns a strip mall in Edmonton. He owns a strip mall in Edmonton, and guys like me probably are going to have to leave the country or we're going to look at going to jail. That's what you helped create with your apathy and your laziness and your cowardice. So it's not that you're incapable. It's not that you can't go out in the streets it's not that you can't confront authority and, and make some noise. It's that you just don't care. In the public, I sleep, I sleep. We're gonna lock down the provinces. We're gonna threaten you with vaccine passports. We're gonna threaten your employment. We're gonna, I sleep still. Holy Frank boys, the Habs won hockey game. Real shit. Now you're out there flipping cop cars. Over a goddamn hockey game. After everything I just... That's what thats what gets your dick hard. A hockey game? 
You're gonna listen, boys, because that's what you are. You're a bunch of fucking disgraceful. You disgust me on a profound level. I'm a hockey fan. Lots of people are. You know what I'm not doing? <laughs> Ignoring all of those things. And then you know what I'm gonna do? These guys probably all got vaccinated too. Let's face it. They're out there wearing another man's name on their back, like they're like like their property. Carrie Price is my daddy. Ha ha ha. Whoa, dude. Tell me more. You're so impressive. You couldn't give a shit about anything real, and this is what you do with your time? You're going to cheer on a bunch of child millionaires, a bunch of 19-year-olds and, you know, 20-year-old men playing children's games, literally bred in circuses, while all of this is going on, while the suicide rates are to the goddamn moon? Grandmothers, grandmothers are blocking highways in Nova Scotia because none of you have the fucking balls to do it! There's a bunch of women out there, grandmothers, like destroyed. They can't even see their own families. I sleep, can't be bothered. Oh, but Carrie Pie Chase, I'm game, boys. You guys are disgusting. You're a fucking disgrace. You're the reason this place has become what it is. Where are you, motherfucker? <laughs> Couldn't have been said more straight. Couldn't have been said more straight, guys. Okay, let me just come back and share some thoughts. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> I'll try to catch some of the stuff in the chat as we go. But um, so Canada Day has been turned into a day of mourning on an esoteric subliminal level. What do you think that says? Put aside the emotional argument for a minute. Okay. Just put it aside and zoom out. And I know it's hard for us to think like psychopaths think. Okay. The, these people don't give a shit. I don't know how else to say it. They don't care. Like George Carlin, they don't care about you at all. But do you really think that these people in power would get away with being in power, especially when they're in the public eye? Okay. These Klaus Schwab people, your politicians, your media pundits, these influencers that they start a channel and on day two, they got like two, two million followers. You know what I mean? And most of their videos are a bunch of uh, about a bunch of stuff that just really doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden they all have this big crisis of conscience and they're out there promoting these things and they don't really think about it, but these are the ones that get the traction in the public mind. Anyways, when you think about the way a sociopath or a psychopath or a power hungry megalomaniac thinks, they are always going to portray the illusion of virtue. How do we, like, how do we get this through to people? They're always going to dangle a carrot on a string that says, follow me. I'm going to save the day. I'm going to solve all the problems in the world. As long as you sign in blood here on the fine, don't read the fine print, just sign in blood here. Give us your country. Give us your land and resources. Give us your bodily autonomy. Give us your freedom and give us your minds and give us your souls. Don't forget the Vatican signed the papal bull, Unum Sanctum, which claimed dominion over the entire planet and all the souls on it. Just so you know, and it was never retracted. It was never recanted. This is what these people believe, that they are the vicars of the gods. And so they need to manage you like animals, like pets. And how do they do that? 
They lead you by your heartstrings. They lead you by your emotive thinking. Now, I'm not saying don't be emotional. I'm not saying don't be pissed off when you hear about 2,000 bodies of children being found underneath churches. But trust me when I say this, that is only scratching the surface, if that. And again, I'm not diminishing those horrific crimes. I don't care who they were done to. Those are horrific crimes against innocent people. But who did it? Was it you? Was it me? I'm in here, I'm here every day fighting for truth, freedom, and justice on this show. I'm here espousing the principles of judging people by their character, by their deeds, by their action, and by their merit or lack thereof versus what pronouns they have, what color their skin is, what religion they're from, what, whatever philosophy they believe in, what political side of the aisle they're on or not. If I, and if, so just think about it. So look at the deeds of the people that are promoting this. I'm not, I'm not talking about these little TikTokers. They're, they're just, they're doing what it, that's out of the equation. I'm talking about the real culprits here. When are we going to look at the real culprits of the real criminals and the real mafias and the real trafficking gangs in the world? When are we going to get to that? And to echo what this military vet who went and fought and watched people die for their country. Now, again, here's where the argument has a little thing we have to add as a caveat. Did our governments funded by you know, private banking families and multinational corporations and big think tanks, um, did they employ and recruit the militaries of Western countries to go and do their dirty work for them? Yes. Is it all cut and dry? No. It's not as simple. It's not even as simple as that. But what do you, where, what do we say about the warriors that go with a belief that there, and there are good soldiers that go and they actually do good things. Like let's not paint it all in one brush either. But think about even the, the great wars that did have to be fought. In service of what? In service of the country? What's the country? Is the country Justin Trudeau? Is that the country? Is the country everything that's ever happened? Yes. But why all the countries of the world are that? Every, you're like that. Ye who is without sin, go ahead and cast the first stone. I'll wait. But when you see this guilt-based programming and you see the apathy that he's bringing up, this soldier who watched people die in service of their country, and now he's coming back and he's seeing everybody in, in, in his country attacking his country and wanting to melt it down and completely destroy it, not reform it, not kick out the criminals, not arrest all the gangs, not get rid of the evil that plagues our country and has for a long time and, and build it back, in, not build it, I don't want to use that term, that's their term, to um, bring it back to its founding principles. Bring it back to the founding principles of freedom, of um, the fact that you're innocent until proven guilty, that you're uh, healthy until proven sick, that you have a right to free speech, you have the right to have property, you have the right to not be molested by the government, uh, you have the right to uh, choose what content you watch and what you don't watch, you have the right to compete in a free market that isn't completely dis you know, uh, infiltrated by, uh, by the mechanisms of government and multinational corporations, on and on we could go. 
the founding principles, and then the people that are here, and then the land that is here. And then, yes, there should be reconciliation. There should be all these things. Even though there has been many hands given by the Canadian people who pay their taxes to fund government programs, what the government does with those programs in, related, in relation to, say, the First Nations or any of these other things, that is a whole other podcast. But when you're, ta- you're going to now cast blame because people want to wave their flag at a time that our country is now more divided than ever, at a time where these globalist banks who are these, you don't even know, you're dealing with mafias that you can't even calculate. You're dealing with power. You're dealing with foreign interests, competing foreign interests. You're dealing with a big, gigantic Game of Thrones scenario where we're all at each other's throats while there's a common enemy encroaching our gates. And this is happening around the world. And yet here we are. They throw a little gasoline on a fire that's been known about in this country for a long time. They've disarmed us. They've shut down our businesses. They're starving us out. They've imposed draconian measures that are causing untold amounts of havoc. They're not allowing scientific debate or discussion. They are silencing and disappearing doctors, scientists, professors, police officers, journalists. And all the average Canadian can think about is who won the goddamn hockey game. And the only time they can get their blood boiling is for the 30 seconds that they get to have a moment of virtue for the public on a TikTok video where they're supposedly fighting for a cause and their solution to doing anything about that. Because I want something done about that. I want something done about that. I want justice to be served. Whoever did that shit to those kids and all the kids on this planet, 2 million every year. You want to talk about that? Again, scratching the surface. You need to see the bigger picture. They are trying to inflame racial division in this country because divided we fall. They're trying to inflame gender division, political division, religious division. The the, the team of unity is doing the opposite of unifying the country. It's disgusting. So these people, in my opinion, how, like this is the other thing. So I have to just say this and permit me to vent here, please, because this just needs to be talked about. I need to talk about it and then I'll move on to some of the other content here. And I do have some good news for you guys. So stick around. Okay. We just got to get through this shit first. All right. But the equation which you can go read some Thomas Sowell, go learn from academics about the actual strategy that is behind certain uh, things that start popping out from all the celebrities and the media and all these political pundits, et cetera, to pull on your heartstrings. Look what they're doing with the masks and the vaccines and the lockdowns. What did they do? They didn't come in and say, uh, guys, we have this thing, this virus, and um, there's certain measures. Well, they did say this, but hold on. We've got some certain measures we got to do in order to save what? To save the vulnerable in society. The vulnerable in society, pick a category. In the, in the case of the virus, it's the elderly, the immunocompromised. Um, in the case of uh, when they try to do this based on class, they'll do it. What's the poor? Uh, when it comes to races, they'll take the minority and say they are oppressed by the majority. Therefore, the majority is all hateful. You know, you see how this is done. It's wide generalizations. 
right? They take little truths and then they blow them up into a big gigantic lie to continue a campaign of division and conquering. It's obvious to anybody that's seen this and studied it. Um, but that's what they do. They'll say, and they say, okay, yeah, well, uh, what do they tell us with the lockdowns? Oh, 50, we just got to do this for 15 days in order to stop the flooding of the ICU units and to, uh, to help mitigate the, you know, the brunt of the, because we know these viruses fly around the world within four or five weeks, no matter what you do. So we just got to kind of ease off the brunt of it the best we can. And that was the sales pitch that they gave you. That was the first goalpost. That was 16 months ago. What was the next goalpost? Oh, we'll wait for the summer because the heat's up, right? And the heat kills the virus at a certain temperature. People are going to be outside and what viruses, you know what I mean? And then summer came and it was the summer of love with protests in the streets using another instance with the George Floyd protests. Think about those organizations, anti-fascists, Black Lives Matter. Look what they do. They put the biggest virtuous name on the front of it, on the wrapping. That's the gift wrapping that pulls you. Go, yes, black lives do matter. <laughs> Who's going to disagree with that? Of course, black, all lives matter. Unless you're a psychopath um, or fascist, anti-fascist. Yeah, we don't want fascism. We, we signed up for freedom. We don't want fascism in here. So those guys, good for you for fighting fascists. Yeah, right? The window dressing, the, the gift wrapping. And then you pull the wrapping apart and there's dog shit inside. Because you find out these guys are sucking money like you wouldn't believe. Their big, their big sponsors, their main organizers have like mansions in Beverly Hills, millions and millions of dollars, and are openly saying they are trained Marxists and trained revolutionaries. And then you tie it back and you got, you know, Open Society Foundation, et cetera, George. So, and you just, you tie it together, you follow the money, you realize what's really happening. And then you go, damn, that really sucks because there's a lot of people out there that I remember during that summer of love in 2020, when the whole world went and protested in the streets during the deadliest virus to ever hit the planet. And it was totally condoned by the media, yet 60 old people uh, and, or families in Hamilton uh, went and protested the lockdowns and they all got arrested and fined. Um, but you see what I mean? Like it's, it, they blow it up. George Floyd, this guy was strangled by a police, suffocated by a police officer. This is just another, uh, instance of racial based hatred by the police. And so they were going to paint the general brush against the police. We're going to now defund the police. We're going to turn them all into social workers and, uh, we're going to allow crime to just grow all around us. So the, it's, it's, see what they do. They take an issue that could be a, it could be a legitimate issue. It could be a manufactured issue. It could be partly legitimate, partly manufactured and blown out of proportion, whatever. And then that, that is the only image that sticks in the mind of people that don't think critically. And we know the vast majority, 70% or more of people on this planet, just no matter what you do, they don't think critically. Um, and so that stays in their mind. And then when you come in and go, wait a minute, I kind of smell a rat with this. I, I want to, you know, end any kind of evil that's happening on the planet, but guess what? These people are actually, um, involved in a lot of other really shady stuff. And we have to look at that and really understand what's going on. We've seen this forever with charities, charities. Oh my God. I should do a whole show just covering the history of a lot of these famous charities and these events and these rock star studded events that are out there to help save the starving children in Africa. How's that going? 
How's it going? Did it do anything? Or did a bunch of people get to buy some freaking yachts and some mansions and some land and some resources? The illusion of virtue. And while all this stuff's going on, all this division and fighting, and then it's turning neighbor against neighbor and family against family. What just happened, guys? What just happened? The largest transfer of wealth and power in human history happened while we were fighting about this shit. So all I'm asking people to do is fight your causes but keep your eye on the ball. And if you don't quite understand yet who the culprits are, who the real criminals are, who've never been arrested, they're immune from prosecution, they're insulated, you can't vote them out because you never voted them in because they were handpicked and selected by the all these people I'm going to get into. They are weaponizing your mind against you. This is how you fight a war. When we were told that they were going to fight, even when you read these books, like um, there's a book that everybody should read. It's called Unrestricted Warfare. And it's by two communist military defectors from China who talk about the strategy that's been in the works and been openly admitted and written about by specifically the Chinese Communist Party which I learned about from people that I know who fled China. Okay, so this is not about race or this is, this is about understanding what I'm telling you. Okay, the real agenda is behind all this stuff. You'll understand that there is something called asymmetric warfare. We've talked about this before. I, I urge you to go and listen to the show that I did with a, a, boy, a man named David Genny. David Genny. Go look on my Rockfin. Go look on Podbean. I've done two shows with him. They're both amazing. Um, and learn about how asymmetric warfare is fought. It's not fought in the open plains or out there with a bunch of tanks and bombs and guns and sabers. It's fought like this right now. It's not going to be obvious because it's asymmetric, meaning it's hidden, it's based on infiltration, not direct invasion or combat. A symmetric war would be two forces coming out on the front planes and battling it out, strongest wins. Asymmetric warfare is where you infiltrate, you take over, you uh, plant people in very strategic positions of power and you get policy drafted and then you, co you know, this is a long march to the institutions. So learn about that asymmetric warfare. Most of that warfare is a warfare against the public, meaning the citizens of the country that is the target population. And what do you do? How do you fight that war? Do you go out and, ha and have all this real obvious, uh, you, you lay out your agenda on primetime television so that everybody knows what you're doing? Obviously not. This is how you do it. There's, there is plenty of evil in the world and crimes from history. And we could look into every page of history. I don't care where you're from. Let's go talk about child soldiering in Africa for a few minutes. Let's talk about that. Do you hear any campaigns to end Africa Day or whatever or any of these things? No, nor would I want to see that. We don't, there's crimes... Humans, what did uh, Solzhenitsyn say? Evil strikes the heart of every man. 
And especially when we're dealing with these power-hungry maniacs where they're leveraging your humanity, your virtue, your emotions against you so that they can plunder you. And that's what we need to see. And it's happening on many fronts at the same time, so it's kind of hard to track it. And so when you see these apparently organic movements rising up, just keep your eye on the ball and learn to differentiate between organic movements that actually have a very uh, crystal clear objective. They have an objective that's reasonable. They have an objective that actually has a chance of happening, right? And, and making a difference. Like, let me ask you this, just kind of about this Canada Day thing. Is turning Canada Day where I, you know, I think of my grandfathers that fought in the wars. I think of uh, the things that I love about this country, even though, guys, I'm here defending Canada right now. And it's, I got to tell you, it's hard. It's hard because I'm embarrassed by my country. I'm embarrassed by how gullible the vast majority of Canadians are. I, could, I, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I thought we would have had even more waking up. Now, we, we do have, trust me, there's a massive... Uh, amount of people in this country that that haven't completely gotten sucked into this and are are snapping out of it. Trust me, it's just it's it was pretty effective here. Okay, it, the propaganda, the whole rollout of everything, the media, everything. It was so powerful. It was very effective. It, it was it's unbelievable, believable. The apathy levels. Okay, so in, in that sense, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed of the leadership in this country because it's not leadership. It's to, it's dictatorship. Um, there are many pages of Canadian history that I'm not proud of. And it, it also, the Canadian history of the slow imposition, the slow push towards literally a communist style government. Again, hiding under the guise of virtue and giving to the poor and all this stuff. Robbing us blind. Well, we all think we're helping. Um, many laws that have been passed in this country that are, they're not laws. They violate our main bill of rights and our charter. Yet all of our politicians just go with in lockstep with it. There's, there's like, I can count on one hand, the amount of politicians that, um, I sort of trust sort of, and I still have to say sort of, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm embarrassed by the media in this country. Now, there are some good uh, media outlets, like alternative media outlets that are all getting censored and banned. So that's, that's where you go. Um, but again, the vast majority of the media here is bought and paid for by obviously the people that own them and finance them and you know write all the teleprompter scripts. Um, so those are the things that, and then yes, the crimes against the First Nations and all that. And, and again, there's a history there that is not as cut and dry as they've told. And you got to remember, a lot of the settlers and a lot of the families and a lot of the people, there was a lot of good that was done as well. The, the evil is happening amongst a very 0.001% of the population that just so happens to be sitting on all the thrones of politics, the church's board, the church boards, uh, who are all getting their directions from Rome. And, um, there's a whole cult behind a lot of that stuff that I don't think the world even wants to know about. So it's kind of interesting that they've opened up this little can of worms with all these protest videos about ending Canada day, which we know the next step is to just end Canada. That's the next step. Just end the country. 
so that we can be, so we're being prepped in my opinion, looking at the big picture, studying these globalists as much as I have reading from their own memoirs, listening to their own statements, watching the actions that they've been perpetrating for the last 18 years, as I've been watching it unfold, this country has been getting softened up and primed to become a district in the new central government power that is going to, that is currently trying to uh, hold sway over all the countries of this planet. This is the biggest grab of power we've ever seen. And so I can't help but bring that up and say, let's just not take that off the table of discussion here. And also when it, I was talking about the solution, is the solution a day of mourning? Is that a solution? I'm not saying don't have a day of mourning. Don't have a moment of mourning. Don't have a, you know, you should educate yourself about this. That's what you should be doing. You should feel that pain or whatever. But is that going to solve the problem? So is this movement going to solve the problem? Is turning the National Patriot Day, just turning it off, and then casting guilt and shame on anybody that does fly the Canadian flag on Canada Day, and calling them racists and uncaring and, uh, you know, whatever. That, that's what all these videos are. You can scroll TikTok all day and it's just, go look up the hashtag, End Canada Day. And just, you'll see the sentiment is always, here's all the numbers, here's the horror, here's the stuff. Here's the solution, End Canada Day. What's the next solution? Think about it. So I'm not going to dwell any too much on that. You guys let me know what you think, but... Um, I've, I've just, I've seen this happen. They done that when I was talking to David Genny, they did this kind of stuff to Venezuelans in Venezuela where there were, uh, they were making it a class. They made it a class war and they made, they, they made the middle class look like the extreme. It was the same role. They're the extremists. They're racist against their own people. They're, uh, you know, all the lies that they were trying to tell to, again, create this division dynamic, which can then be used to gain power. It's just, I've seen the blueprint too many times and I'm horrified to see it happening in my own country. I'm not shocked. I'm just horrified by it. And it sucks because to me, During a time where Canada has been starved out, all our businesses shut down, all the stuff that I've covered, all these bills being passed, um, the overnight transformation of our government into a total totalitarian nightmare, the hypocrisy, the level of hypocrisy is off the charts. Um, and all the stuff that's been going on and, and people not talking to each other anymore because they didn't wear a mask at a barbecue and all this stuff, or who's getting the shot, who didn't get the shot, all this crap we've been going through. Why not use Canada Day to unite the people alive right now that are just good people that don't want to hurt anybody, weren't a part of any genocides, weren't a part of any of that stuff. Unite people together to save our country from the grip of these globalists that are coming in to loot, pillage, and enslave us. And if you think I'm being dramatic, <laughs> stick around. Why not use it for that? And then why not bolster 
the movement of unifying the country around just the basic principles of freedom in this country, just unify them around that. And then together, team up with the First Nations and go after the real culprits of those crimes and numerous countless others. See, that to me, if I saw videos with that as the finisher, I'd be like, yeah, let's do this. But when I see it the other way, where the only solution is to dissolve and destroy and burn the country down and, and guilt trip everybody that loves their country, that's, that's a strategy. That's what that is. That's a strategy. And that to me is a greater evil. And these people are supporting a greater evil that they can't even comprehend and they're doing, and they are committing it against those First Nations people. Because those First Nations people, whether they know it or not, are being used as cannon fodder in this war. And that is evil. So I'm just calling it as I see it. And I don't see anybody tearing any of the Pierre Elliott Trudeau statues down, which is really interesting. Because it was under his watch that this shit was going on, if that's being, that's being tame about it, Okay. That's being tame about it. These elites, these murderous elites in, in the church and in the crown and in the government, when the world finally pulls the veil aside and understands the level, the ongoing operation of experimenting, organ harvesting, pedophilic sexual abuse, networks, human trafficking, etc., regarding children of both genders and all races on this planet. Let's see anybody make TikTok videos about that shit. All right? It's going to be rare. It's going to be rare. This is easy. This is an easy thing to jump on and get all virtuous about. And that to me, that just sickens me because it's not real. It's not real. It's not organic. It's a, to me, it's a psychological projection of inner trauma into another external cause, which is what a lot of these people, especially you, you noticed it in a lot of these young people, they're drawn because they, they're trying to discover themselves and find themselves and they want to have a cause to fight for. So any cause will do, whether it's don't swim with the dolphins to, oh my God, we just randomly found out yesterday, right as the country's being completely destroyed. We just found out about these bodies that have been known about for decades None of the criminals brought to justice, but we're going to blame it on you. All of us together. It's all your fault. It's all of our faults. Do you see how that works? That's mind control. That's mind control. All right. How long? I've gone too far on this. I got more I want to show you guys. Um, so let's switch gears here. So what did I call this show? I'm trying to uh, illustrate to you using these examples, a bigger concept here about the modus operandi of how these agendas work. You keep, first of all, you create a lie and any good lie will have grains of truth in it. If it's just a pure lie, it, human consciousness won't attach to it. It just won't compute. So it has to have just enough truth to grip the minds of the public. So you keep, it's important that you keep the lie simple. Keep the lie simple. Keep repeating the simple lie, whether we're talking about Canada, the history of the country, what's going on here, whether we're talking about the pandemic, whether we're talking about the election fraud, which every 
person in the entire world should be paying attention to because we need to finally, finally, finally understand that we've not been electing anybody. We've been, they've been all getting selected. Okay. We need to learn about that. Uh, whether it's about this shot, whether it's about the history of these pharmaceutical companies that are all convicted felons, all of them, Pfizer has paid out billions of dollars in damages of killing and maiming people with products that were approved, by the way, let alone the ones that weren't. Um, you know, whether it's the truth about these bigger issues I'm talking about, doesn't matter. They, they lie about it and they cover it up by, you know, making these simple lies easy for people to digest so that they're not going to look at the big picture. And this is what a criminal would do. And this is called camouflage. You camouflage yourself. It's like vampires, right? You are, they are the beautiful shining ones. They are the ones with the, all the, uh, they're, they're, what's the right term for them? They're very appealing. They know how to be very appealing to you. They know how to speak to your, uh, your desires, right? But then they suck your blood and kill you uh, and turn you into a vampire. So anyways, here's the, keep the lie simple, make it big, keep repeating it. Repetition is the key. It's the key. They found out in Germany and elsewhere and through the Milgram experiments and MKUltra experiments and all these mind control experiments um, that we go endlessly into covering. They found out that even intellectuals, even high-minded people, when you keep battering their mind with a lie over and over and over again, and again, simple, simple, big, repetitive. If you'd use those three ingredients, even the brightest among us fall for it after a certain amount of impressions. I can't remember the exact number, but a certain amount of impressions make it work. Once the lie is installed in the greater mass public, the crowd, once the crowd, the public has installed the lie and embodied it, then you outlaw the truth. Like Orwell was predicting, you know, in times of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Look what's happening now. Outlaw the truth. Is the truth being outlawed? We can't even, you know what? The discussions that are designed to try to get to the truth, like the discussions I have on this show and so many others are trying to have on their shows, uh, the discussions that the frontline doctors were trying to start at the beginning of all this stuff, the discussions that many of these countless scientists and doctors that I referenced this entire year for you, we're trying to have um, in every category we can do this in the media, whistleblowers that came out of the media, anybody that leaves their cult gets immediately branded as some kind of opportunist, conspiracy theorist, wacko, you know, quack. And, um, and that, so they start with ridicule, but we're past ridicule. Ridicule will always be a weapon. We're at the point where they're canceling these people. They're canceling the truth. They don't want it known. It's like these audits. If talking to my American brothers and sisters here, if you guys know, if there's evidence that even one ballot was fraudulent, wouldn't you want to know about that? What if it was a hundred ballots? What if it was a thousand? What if it was 10, that was a hundred thousand? What if it's, what if it's like most of them? And if evidence is out there that anybody can look at and, and look into, that will at least, at least make you go, there's something fishy here. We better look into it more. 
then why wouldn't the other side who's being accused of being involved in criminally uh, switching these vote ballots, why aren't they just like, whoa, whoa, guys, guys, big misunderstanding. No, no, seriously, you just, you, big misunderstanding. Let's clear it up. Let's do the audit. Let's let's have it open. Let's be as transparent as possible. Like if somebody accused me of, of doing something wrong like that, and I, and I was innocent, I would be doing everything possible to go, no, no, seriously, like, uh, what can I show you? What do you want to, what do you want to see? Let me explain where the misunderstandings are. When you don't see that and you see the opposite, we don't want an audit. Let's shut it down. Let's, let's board up the windows. Let's go in and get the DOJ to, to completely criminalize auditing elections. Let's pass more laws so that we change the way Americans will vote from henceforth to make it easier for us to rig it even further. When you see, that's when you know there's something up. So those people are like, show me the evidence. Well, first of all, they'll never take the time to look at the evidence because they don't want it to be true. Um, but even when you just kind of bring out a few points and you go, well, isn't that fishy? Isn't that fishy? Dead people voting? Like that's, that's a pretty big sign that, I mean, somebody had to sign that shit. Somebody had to send it in. Don't you want to look into it? And then we could, that's the, that's the elections. We could do this with the pandemic. We could do this with so many subjects. We could do this with, with history, all the history you were taught in school. But they outlaw the truth because obviously liars and criminals just, they don't want to get caught. So truth tellers or people that are trying to pull out the magnifying glass and go, wait a minute, I see something suspicious. <laughs> they don't want those people. Do you think the mafia wants the government to audit them every week to make sure that they're not engaging in criminal activities and fraud and weapons deals and all kinds of, do you think they want that? Nope. They want to go pay off all the local politicians, the police chiefs, the whole thing so that there's no light shone on them so they can continue to act in the dark. The next step is to install cancel culture. Especially if you're involved in a cult that believes that we need to have a monoculture, we need to have one government body dictating to all the districts in the world, we need one currency that will be controlled by very, very few people, we need um, only our outlets, only the Ministry of Truth the media, the education system, whatever, is the approved message from the authorities, the vicars of the gods. Um, so we need to cancel any kind of culture that contradicts that. And so how do you do it? Well, you always base it off of the things that nobody wants to be a part of. Like, oh, if you are speaking out against the government, you're a racist. You're a misogynist. You're a homophobe. You're this, you're that. So this is how you do it. You weaponize the culture against itself. And that's how you uh, rot out the fabric of that culture, which used to be at least unified around some central principles. You erode those principles. You erode that culture. You divide the communities. Then you divide the families. Then you start dividing the individuals. And what, what have you done by doing that? You have weakened that culture. You have weakened that country. You have weakened that people. And then you move in. So this is now, instead of colonization the way they used to do it, it's now colonizing the culture, colonizing the minds. And there's many mechanisms and, and blueprints that have been written on how to do that.
And that's why you're seeing this, the cancel culture. Because the, can- the real culture that these elites don't want is the culture of freedom. Let's put that up in neon lights. That freedom and transparency and uh, you know true law and all that kind of stuff, that's the culture they're after. But they're going to hide because if they came out and started fighting that right out in the open, nobody would go for it. They will hide behind, well, we're trying to stop injustice and, and inequality and racism and systemic this and systemic that. That's what we're trying to do by burning down all your cities and tearing down all of your history and all your monuments and everything you believe in and throwing your constitution in the fire. We're just trying to create equality. We're just trying to stop racism. We're just trying to promote rights for those downtrodden people over there. Again, noble sounding causes that are just the gift wrapping around the poison, which is to divide and conquer. That is the oldest maxim. I even posted the Latin translation of divide and conquer on one of my posts just to show you how ancient this strategy is. People maybe can compute divide, but they just can't compute conquer. They don't get people like that because you don't want to conquer the whole world. You don't have those aspirations. You just want to live and work and uh, be comfortable and not be worried about money. And you want to be able to travel and provide for your kids and live life and be life, be free. They've never left us alone enough to even try to get along. (laughs) What would the world look like without these little managers always getting in there and dividing and conquering and installing these cancel cultures and outlawing the truth and making lies and then blowing them up and mind controlling you to fight against your neighbor. Divide you within yourself, divide your own psyche and keep you engaged in in trauma and anxiety. So my question in this show is during all of this chaos, all this, all this time that we've been going through in the past you know, year to year and a half to two years. Has the net effect been that you have been reset through the programming? Your mind has been reset? Or has your mind been awakened? I'm striving to help with the process of awakening my own mind and then paying it forward by bringing these guests that I do and presenting this information that I do. So that's, that's my summation of uh, what we're trying to get into here. And with that said, let's go scroll my Twitter because i got some good stuff for you. Um, let me just pull it up. So, so many things have been happening in regards to, uh, I'm going to go down because i got a few clips. Where should we begin? I was going pretty crazy on here. So, oh, that one's good. That one's good. Yes, yes, yes. Jason Kenny. And we got a couple things to get into. Okay. So this is just another sort of statement that I felt into and uh, people have put their own version of, about it. Um, I've read these types of statements from some of the great minds that have inspired me. Uh, that have written about freedom and how precious it is and how you have to fight for it constantly. But we really need to get this straight if we're going to have any chance at uh, getting out of this. We have to have a mind shift, my friends. We have to stop waiting for the government or for someone else to come and save us. 
We're all hoping that there's good people in high places. And I believe there are, and I think there's a lot of good things happening. We'll get to some of those, but your, your battle mind, your, your mindset before battle is this, that free people don't ask for permission to remain free. If you're free, you don't ask permission to remain free. And of the freedom I'm talking about is not the freedom to go and, uh, and kick indoors and take what you want and, and act like that. That's we're talking. When I use the word freedom, uh, with that comes morality, the responsibility that comes with freedom. Because if I really believe in freedom for myself, I also believe in your freedom. And that's, I think where a lot of people miss the equation is if I'm promoting freedom, I have to promote it for you too. I can't, I can't have the maximum amount of freedom while you have like no freedom, right? So, um, my actions, it's, it's based on no master above, no slave below. That's where freedom lives is in the middle ground. There's no slave drivers and there's no slaves. That's the real equality. It's inequality. Well, it's, it's, it, that's a whole other tangled mess I have to get into. But here we go. Free people don't ask for permission to remain free. If you want to go back to normal or better, you can't wait around for the bought and paid for governments to allow you to regain the freedom that they never had the power to take away to begin with. And then my little caveat, always remain peaceful, follow the real law. So I'm not encouraging violence. We have to make those statements. That's not what we're about. We're not fighting fire with fire. This is a mindset. When I speak of war and I use those, that rhetorical hyperbole, um, I'm speaking metaphorically for the battle of the minds. Okay. Cause that's what I, that's my contribution. If anybody else has a better way, that's their thing. So just wanted to put that in caps. That's your mindset. The government doesn't have the right to do this to you. They're creating the illusion that they do. They're creating the guise of a massive threat that is going to justify actions that are completely unrelated to protecting you from a threat. And that's where people miss out on, on what's really happening here. We're dealing with snakes in the grass. And then this is, of course, the article um, from the CBC. Calls to cancel Canada Day draw a mixed reaction. Well, obviously... Because you guys are conflating people that love their country and have a dream of, of making it free again and united again around some central principles and some real law. And you're conflating them with some of the most evil creatures on the planet. And that is wrong. It's bad math. And then here we go. This is just, guys, what's up with the variants? Well, I got another article here. I think you're going to laugh because this is, you, we got the whole Delta variant. Have you noticed they switched to Greek, uh, Greek letters? And I was thinking about this. If they're starting with Delta, like, I think it was Del Bigtree who cracked me up when he was saying Delta variant. It sounds like a bad Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> the Delta variant. As entertaining as the Delta variant name is, wait till they get to Epsilon, because that's the next one, the Epsilon variant. It's going to sound like a Michael Crichton novel. But look at this from the BBC. Headache and runny nose linked to Delta variant. <laughs> 
People have headaches and runny noses. Like, what happened to us, guys? We're not falling for this, right? Really? Have you seen the ever-expanding list of even OG coronavirus symptoms? Remember that? Where it was like, with the first list of symptoms, if you remember, hopefully you remember. I don't even know if you can find the original articles anymore. They probably washed them. But the original list of symptoms were literally the cold and the flu symptoms. And then they just added a caveat. If you're over this age and if you have comorbidities and if you've been smoking your whole life and living unhealthily, you may have some breathing problems. That's going to be a, you know, like it's like a, a flu pneumonia. Those are the symptoms. And then they added more. Then it was uh, nausea, upset stomach. Then it was like, they just kept adding to the list of what is now considered COVID. And they're all things that are linked to all the flus and colds and pneumonias that we've been fighting forever that we never did any of this shit for and never destroyed our entire economy and uh, imposed draconian lockdown measures unlike we've ever seen before in our modern times. Um, and now we're doing it for the headache and runny nose. And this is what they're, now there's all these videos of doctors going, well, all those people that aren't vaccinated are really in for a surprise with the Delta variant because they just might have a headache and a runny nose. Oh my God, the humanity, the humanity. Um, this is a video I recommend you watch. Uh, I think it's what's her face is her name is her name on YouTube or something. She was the one that did that viral mask video about why she wears the mask. She's hilarious. She's a comedian and she does some great videos and she gets into who is Robert Malone. Well, Robert Malone is the inventor of, uh, MRNA technology. He's the inventor. It kind of, and he's sounding the alarm about these vaccines. And he's also promoting ivermectin, which is really interesting. This is the guy that invented mRNA technology. It kind of reminded me of the same uh, story about Kerry Mullis, who was the inventor of the PCR test, who was telling everybody never to run it over 20 cycles and that they should never use it to diagnose infectious diseases and that it's for lab settings only and blah, blah, blah. And you can magnify it and you can find anything you want with it. And, you know, they should never use it for these kinds of things. And then you had Dresden from Germany go in there and kind of reformulate it for his own version of the test. And uh, they're running it at 40 to 45 cycles and there's loads of false positives. And here we are. And this is where the pandemic came from. But anyways, uh, the same, a similar story. We're like, literally, you're talking to somebody who's totally died in the flesh with this propaganda and you're looking them straight in the face and you're going, um, do you know who Robert Malone is? And they're like, no. And that's where the conversation ends for me. Like, that's where I go, oh, okay, all right, moving on. You should go look him up and go look into what he's saying um, because he invented the technology that all these pharmaceutical companies are making this shot out of and he's warning the world about some major problems that are going to come as a result of using this technology in this way. And I think that's pretty significant. And I find it interesting that you're being censored online for even talking about it and he's being censored. That's a, that's a trip, isn't it? So going up next, we got Jason Kenny. Um, now I, I want to warn people, this is what I was trying to do. Okay. For those of you who are not living in Canada, um, Jason Kenny is the premier of Alberta. Oh, and look at that. I just found another, look at his, look at his, uh, details. Premier of Alberta focused on Alberta's open for summer plan. And actually the website is called alberta.ca forward slash open summer. Do you see anything in there about like just open? 
You, you notice that? You got to notice these little things. I, I think people just go, oh my God, Jason Kenney is switching back now. He was formerly Alberta was like the biggest tyrant in Canada next to Ontario and Quebec. It's, it's all shit here. Uh, but, you know, he's locking down churches. He's arresting grandmas. He's uh, shutting down business owners. He's got the Gestapo out there giving people retroactive tickets for walking in the park, you know, um, and he's going completely all the way full China on locking down Albertans. But now all of a sudden he's starting to make sense. We were like, that's the next, that's like the fourth tweet where Jason Kenny started making some sense. You know what? Maybe, uh, maybe he's finally come to his senses and he's waking up and look, he wants, he's promoting science over fear. Look at that. Look at that. And now he's talking a good game about, um, we can safely lift the restrictions. There's no reason for all these restrictions. And I'm telling people, okay, Albertans, I was born in Alberta, just so you know. So I have a connection to that part of Canada. I'm warning you, please look at the hashtag. It says open for summer. It does not say open up and let's outlaw anything that would ever even allow any politician to ever do this again. That's not what the hashtag says. It doesn't say follow the Nuremberg code. It doesn't say, uh, let's go back to the original charter of rights and freedoms. It doesn't say let's start opening up scientific debate in this country. And let's really hear out all the sides to see if we maybe made some massive mistakes. It doesn't say, you know, it, it says open for summer. Think. And you don't have to do it. It's not a, not a hard one now, is it? Because all you need to do is just look in recent memory. Like, I don't know, last summer, the whole time we started with two weeks to stop the spread and they moved the goalpost every week and every month. And they opened the summer last year and then they shut her down in the fall because this weird thing happens where when the fall season hits, everybody finds out just how vitamin D deficient they are and they start getting colds and flus. How convenient. So just watch for this stuff as your politicians are going to try to start to, because the heat's coming down on all of them. They're all screwed, okay? So they're going to try to start siding with the people. Watch this little weaselly activity. They're going to start trying to side with the people, but they're still following orders. And maybe some of these guys have guns to their head or blackmail or whatever. I don't care. You're all traitors. So watch out for these snakes. They are liars and they lied to you before. Why the hell wouldn't they be lying to you now? I want to point that out. Okay, this is where um, <laughs> I fell off the couch reading this one in laughter. Uh, COVID jabs should be given to pets after the human vaccine rollout is over. So let's just spread this mass hysterical contagion to all the animals on the planet as well. And let's co-opt people's fear for their pets because people think of their dogs as if they're children, right? They love their dogs and they should. But they understand how to play on your virtues and to play on what you love. And they've taken everything else away from you that you love. And so now... They're going to start putting it into your mind that, yeah, you know what? We should all be a part of this experiment. And once we've gotten through all the humans on the planet, 
with this experimental drug where even the inventor of the technology is warning the world, um, we should just start giving it to pets. Why not? And people are going to go for it. You know how I know they're going to go for it? Because people have been putting masks on their dogs, ladies and gentlemen. They've been putting masks on their cats. I've seen it's. It's not, I'm not making this shit up. You know it. You've seen it. I'm preaching to the choir here, but this is just next level. And I'm, again, don't get depressed by this. Just be an observer studying what's happening on this planet right now. And just, we need to remember this. You need to remember this because when we win this, and we will, and all the dust settles, we have to remember this so that we can tell our children and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren so this plague of the mind never happens again, or at least it takes a long time. So this, I just did a little bit of math for everybody. COVID math, Bill Gates plus, plus pharma companies that are all convicted felons plus needle plus God knows what equals automatic elixir of life for all, regardless of species. So there was my, there was my witty joke. Okay. This one here, this is speaking of the uh, PCR test. This is two minutes. Let's run this. This is a really good video. I hope you guys get this because this just really breaks it down. It's a really good one to share. So let's watch it together. So you know all those case numbers we see? They're based on the PCR test. Just how reliable is it? SARS-CoV-2, like many other viruses, contains genetic material called RNA. RNA fragments are so small, they're difficult to detect. The PCR test doubles the fragments in what are called cycle thresholds and keeps doubling them until they have enough genetic material to identify. Most labs go up to 38 or 40 cycles, which means an amplification of 1 trillion times. But is that too much amplification? Because while live virus is present in people who are actually sick, traces of dead virus are present in people who used to be sick, even months later, or in people who were exposed to a virus, but their body cleared it and they never got sick at all. They're not infectious. Genuinely sick people get a positive test in relatively few cycles because they have a high viral load. But the samples of people who are recovered or exposed have to be magnified billions of times to get a positive result. That's why scientists are recommending not testing over 30 cycle thresholds. So what would happen to case numbers if labs cut back to 30? At one New York lab, it resulted in a 63% case reduction. When a Massachusetts lab did the same, almost 90% of their cases disappeared. And that's not the only way that PCR tests can go wrong. They can also misidentify remnants from the other six human coronavirus types as SARS-CoV-2. And in fact, if you're testing in a population that doesn't have very much COVID, you'll get false positives almost half the time. The person actually doesn't have COVID, they have something else, they may have nothing. In 2007, PCR tests caused a pseudo-epidemic for whooping cough at a hospital in New Hampshire. 100% of the results were false positives. Because if you can amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body. This is a delicate test that's supposed to be done by highly skilled technicians in a sterile lab, yet it's currently being done on a massive, expedited scale with hastily trained technicians working on huge numbers of tests. So the next time you see case numbers, ask yourself how many of them aren't cases at all. First of all, I got to say um, extra points for having that soft female voice in the commercial, the same voice that they use to tell you to go do all this other freaky stuff. 
So, uh, well played, well played. So yeah, definitely keep that video handy. Uh, here's the next one. So guy, the, the, the amazing thing is first of all, you can't hide a lie forever. You're going to get caught. You're going to slip up even if you're the best of the liars. Okay. Or even if you don't even know you're lying, but you're just repeating propaganda that you were told to read in front of a camera or whatever, um, things come out and they just start saying things where you start to see the real intentions revealed. Okay. So that was my prep for this video. This is from Nova Scotia. Um, and this panel here is their health officials. Okay. So let's see what they, they have to say. Hi there. Thanks for taking my questions. I'm wondering about the injunction um, banning public gatherings and whether there really is a need for such a far-reaching one given the trajectory we're on now. So, I mean, I think it's still there. We still have, uh, the uh, you know, bringing lar large numbers of people together uh, it, it, it can present some risk. We'll, we'll continue to look at that. Uh, but I think the other purpose of the injunction is to, uh, is to uh, you know, prevent, uh, you know, groups that are spreading, uh, uh, deliberately spreading uh, false information that can, add, but, but can actually create risk. The information itself, if listened to, creates risk to the public as well. So, and that's that. That certainly is a need to manage that uh, misinformation campaign as well. I can add, but but I can actually create risk. The information itself, if listened to, creates risk to the public as well. Information that can add, but but I can actually create risk. The information itself, if listened to, creates risk to the public as well. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to kind of juggle the ball with this, uh, answer here. Uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, so like, uh, basically we just don't want people gathering together so that they talk about all the truthful facts that we're hiding from them. We don't want people talking about it because it's all misinformation and, uh, we got to manage it and we're going to take what we've been doing with all the fact checkers and the social media companies. Um, and we are, uh, going to start implementing them in real time, uh, even in public gatherings and we're going to start, uh, building legislation. Um, such as Bill C, whatever the frickets number it is. And we're going to uh, make sure that you guys don't have any free speech or the ability to uh, peacefully assemble and share ideas. And uh, we're just going to completely control every aspect of your life, uh, top to bottom. <laughs> Wake up, Canada. This ain't about your health. Send that clip to all of your friends who are uh, still believing that this is about your health. It's not. Because do I have to say the argument? Do I have to do it? Okay, fine. I'll say it quick. Does that include silencing all the doctors and experts that you guys all look up to so dearly? And, and all the citizens and all the people, like you're just going to silence everybody? Who gets to decide? This is the problem with communism and fascism and totalitarianism in general, um, is that it's who gets to decide what the truth is. How come there's a deciding body like the Ministry of Truth in George Orwell's 1984 that gets to make those decisions and take those abilities away from we the people? Like why, why does that, who does that? Scientists, people that love science. I thought these people were about following the science. Um, now we're not, so we're not allowed to have debate. We're not allowed to have discussions. We're not allowed to post anything, even if it comes from, very reputable sources and it's, it's sourced up the yin yang. You're not allowed to post it because it, 
you know, goes against the World Health Organization. Um, and so, but we all trust science. How does that science? You need debate. You need discussion. But of course, we know that by that statement, this is not about what they're saying. It's about how much more evidence do you need? And guys, I know you guys know all this stuff, but I'm showing it to you so that you, oh, this is good. This is just gold. Um, I'm showing it to you so that you have this ammunition, okay, in your holster. And this is an information war. So I'll, again, I'll put all these links. Um, this is a little Freudian slip from Dr. Biden. Scientists have been studying similar viruses and working on this type of vaccine for decades. So whoa, whoa, whoa. Working on this kind of vaccine for decades? What? In advance? When this pandemic started, they already had a pandemic ready to go. <laughs> Sorry, I just got that part's awesome. Let's do that part again. Okay. So when this pandemic started, they already had a pandemic ready to go. You know what's really weird about both Bidens um, is they keep saying the real agenda. And, and how many times can the media be like, well, they're just, it was just a slip, you know, it was a slip of the tongue that she said there was a pandemic already to go, um, you know, and, and disregard all the people that are sharing a links from event 201. Just, just don't pretend that doesn't exist. It was just a, it was just a strategic exercise that was part of the normal things that we do. Don't worry about it, guys. Dr. Jill to the rescue. Um, here's a real doctor. It's worldwide. Something is up. Listen to this. Queensland, Australia, you've probably been there. April, they put on the books as a law, as a law. If a doctor attempts to help a patient with COVID-19 with hydroxychloroquine, that doctor will be put in jail for six months. What? Yes. In April, they put it on the books. Okay. Why? Something is up. If you look at the TGA, let's not... Let's not fry the U.S. agencies. Let's look at the TGA, the FDA equivalent in Australia. And Australia is interesting. They've been kind of spared of COVID-19. They've been in these draconian lockdowns. They have this huge susceptible population. They're all distributed. They've been in fear for 14 months. The TGA has some guidelines for COVID-19. It must have two dozen recommendations. Don't use hydroxychloroquine. Don't use ivermectin. Don't use steroids. Don't use anticoagulants. Don't use it. They list everything you should not do. It's like, what should you do? Net answer, nothing. Wait, okay. So COVID-19 became known to the West in January of 2020. So that was one year and four months ago. Okay. So how could, with such a short period of time, the health regulators of Australia know to the point where they codified it in a regulation that hydroxychloroquine is not an effective therapy against COVID-19? Like, how could that be known? It couldn't be known, correct? It couldn't be known. And in fact, uh, there are pieces of the timeline that are suggesting that something is very wrong going on in the world. And whatever's going on, it is worldwide. It is not just U.S. Things are worse in Canada. There are anguishing doctors uh, and nurses in northern EU and in um, Scandinavia about euthanasia and, and having the seniors literally just be euthanized. There's some horrible things going okay, on. Okay, you're completely blowing my 
so there is something wrong with the world and we're hearing this a lot more from, from so many more doctors. Um, and it's good to see. So it's not so cut and dry folks and you're not alone. You're not alone. Don't let everybody make you feel like you are. Um, oh, <laughs> this is just my little tongue in cheek at, uh, this article. Let's see if it'll come up. Yes. CNBC. The Delta variant, or sorry, the Delta COVID variant has a new mutation called Delta Plus. <laughs> You're not even going to Epsilon. You guys know it's going to sound too freaky. It's going to be like a Stephen King film. You got to go Delta Plus. So here's what you need to know about Delta Plus. You got Delta and then Delta Plus. It was kind of like we have variants. Then we have um, variants that have mutated. So they are uh, single mutating variants and then double mutant variants, and then triple mutant variants, and then Delta variants, and then the UK variants, and then now Delta Plus. <laughs> what are the, uh, so are they headaches and runny noses too? The Delta variant has come to dominate the headlines because we keep making it dominate the headlines. Having been discovered in India where it provoked an extreme surge in COVID-19 cases before spreading around the world, um, but now a mutation of that virus has emerged called Delta Plus, which is starting to worry global experts. <laughs> which global experts? Which ones? Is it worrying them? Get that Rolodex out again, Billy. What are we going to go with this time? Last time we used experts agree. Let's go with starting to worry global experts. That'll do it. India has dubbed the Delta Plus a variant of concern. So you see these little, they're creating this new little language for you. Just, oh, I just hate it. A variant of concern. It's very, we're very concerned about it. And there are fears that it could potentially be more transmissible. There are fears. Is there science though? There's fears. So when the media is telling you there's fears that it's going to be more transmissible and there's fears that it's going to be worse. We're actually not seeing that. And fears doesn't equal science and data, right? But people just read it as, oh my God, they're all afraid of it being more transmissible. Well, I better wear a three masks now. Um, in the UK, Public Health England noted in its last summary that routine scanning of COVID-19 cases in the country where the Delta variant is now responsible for the bulk of new infections because we were losing ground with the original COVID stories, so we had to bring in the, uh, the Delta variant story, uh, has found almost 40 cases of the newer variant, which has acquired the spike protein mutation K417N, i.e. Delta Plus. <laughs> Come on, we all know it's from the shots. You don't need to read anything else. This is either complete fabrication, um, it's a little flu, um, they're going to keep you running around this hamster wheel forever, just so you know. Um, so it's going to be the Delta variant, Delta plus variant, then the Epsilon variants. What's this one? Who recommends masks even for vaccinated people because of the Delta variant? Now, the New York Post is behind because it's not just the Delta variant. Now it's about the Delta plus. You got to upgrade your subscription to get the, the plus package. Um so the who recommends masks, even for vaccinated people. And there she is holding a, 
a big giant tampon there for you um, to smother your breath holes with more and more and more. They're never going to let that go. Um, how does that work? Because we were told, so Fauci was telling us that everybody really, because this all, when I remember he was doing interviews right around the time that all of his emails were starting to get leaked. Um, he was talking about, cause people were asking him those questions. They're like, well, does the vaccine protect people from all the variants? And he was like, they absolutely do. They absolutely protect you from the variants. You should really go and get the vaccine. I think that sounds a little bit more like uh, somebody else. Anyways, um, I'll work on my impressions of Fauci. But uh, yeah, even for vaccinated people. So if Fauci was telling us and all the experts were telling us that we have to go get the vaccine in exchange for Krispy Kreme donuts and lotteries in order to protect ourselves from the virus and that it actually stops even the variants because they somehow were able to include all the variants in this shot, even though they can never do it with the flu shots every year that they give you. So it's really weird how they were able to do it magically with this experimental one that they never before used on the human population. But anyways, that's a different point. Um, so if, if you've been vaccinated by the vaccine that's magically able to stop all the variants, then why, why are you still wearing masks? Why are you still wearing masks? What's the point of getting the vaccine? What's the point of getting it? If it doesn't stop transmission and they're still worried about transmissibility and they're worried about the fact that they have all these variants of concerns, of concern, and the vaccine is just not good enough. And we, I played in the last one where you had Dr. Tam in Canada saying that even if you're getting vaccinated, we're just adding that to what you need to do. It's not, we're not getting rid of all this, all the craziness. Remember we, and this is what I tell people. They did tell us this was the new normal. I hope you remember that that's what they told you. So all the people that are rushing out to get these shots, they're still going to keep, it's not clearly they're, they're, they're just going to keep this rolling forever. No matter what you do. So yeah, take note about that. These are the little details that kind of get lost in the equation. Uh, this was a really good tweet I just wanted to share out. Blockchain, blockchain Drifter said, there are a few thousand people globally trying to convince billions that what they see happening with their own eyes isn't really happening. I think that was just, it summed it up brilliantly. So well done. Well done. I concur. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, here's this little weasel. Check this out. So this is the guy in Canada who, what's his name? Stephen uh, Gilbalt. He's, he's the guy pushing this new bill to have the Canadian government regulate the internet and bring in the next layer of censorship. And uh, it was found Heritage Minister Stephen uh, Gilbalt's office has not received a single letter or email from the general public in support of internet regulation, say his staff. Gilball had claimed broad support for the first ever controls on web content, claiming only a minority oppose it. A very high proportion of Canadians are asking the government to step in. <laughs> well, that turns out to be complete bullshit. Surprise, surprise. Funny thing that lying, scurrilous rats do is they lie. They lie. They just keep lying in order to get what they want. Because we all know this isn't really about helping anybody, is it? Now, this was a really good one uh, to counter all this fear about the Delta variant. 
from Dr. Jensen, Dr. Scott Jensen. You can follow him. So here's what he had to say. Hi, Dr. Scott Jensen, and I am running to be the next governor of Minnesota. I want to give a brief update on this Delta variant, B1617.2, which the World Health Organization started to call the Delta variant in late May. It originally identified in India and in the United Kingdom right now, 91% of their new cases are the Delta variant. As a physician, how do I look at it? Well, this presents a little differently. It appears to be milder than the original standard COVID-19. A lot of times the symptoms are typically like a cold, uh, runny nose, sore throat, headache. So it's a bit milder to be sure. I think Dr. Harvey Reich made a real good comment about this Delta variant. He said, we need to stay focused on hospitalizations and fatalities. And in that regard, the Delta variant does not present dramatic need for us to be immersed in fear. I think that we can recognize that this is milder. In that way, more people will get it and we will probably move towards herd immunity. In regards to treatment, I'm a little disappointed that there's been no call for let's do early outpatient treatment. Let's make it available based on patient-physician conversations. The fact of the matter is, if you look up most sources, they won't make any reference to treatment other than vaccines. And on that count, it looks fine. The vaccines that have been used appear to be effective against the Delta variant as well. The World Health Organization has said that, as have many other scientists, epidemiologists, and physicians. Nevertheless, I would really like to say, let's encourage patients to use zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D, strengthen your immune system. But let's encourage physicians and patients together to have the conversation as to what the role of ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or budesonide or various steroids or antibiotics such as azithromycin, etc. What role will these play? Is there a role for colchicine? Folks, let's get back to the way we normally do business with healthcare. It's all about patients. Patients and doctors can have the conversations and make the decisions. Frankly, as a physician, seeing patients four or five days a week, I'm not particularly concerned about the Delta variant. I'm more concerned about my patient's mental welfare. I want them to be healthy. I want them to be living life normally. And I don't want the fear mongering. I hope that helps. But remember, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D, and have a conversation with your physician because this is all about you, not about bureaucrats and physicians' egos. Thanks a lot and have a good day. Now there's some advice from a doctor that why is that so far-fetched? Why is this guy now thrown into the dustbin of conspiracy theory and uh, fake news and uh, medical misinformation and all of that? And even me sharing it, I'm also now thrown into that bin. Because they don't, most doctors won't even say the words immune system. They, they, don't, be, they don't believe in that. They don't believe in that. Go read some uh, Dr. Mendelssohn. I'm going to be leaning on this book and many others. I have so much material that I'm going through right now for my Cult of the Medic series. It's pretty mind-boggling. Um, what's taking so much time with that is literally just compiling it, organizing it, and trying to figure out the best way to present it so you guys don't get bored and we get all the information out there and it can reach a wider audience. So uh, stay tuned for more announcements on that. But um, that's a rational response from a doctor. Now, if he's saying, go have a conversation with your doctor, you better go informed. So make sure you save the links to all this stuff 
and you pass along these videos and these, uh, these, these links to your doctor, because most likely they have no idea what in the world you're going to talk about because they are uh, in a bubble themselves, or you'll be surprised. And there's actually a lot more doctors than you think that are secretly awake to what's going on. They're just uh, afraid of all the backlash if they came out publicly. Um, I think that was the last video, but there is one I'm trying to find. You guys have probably seen it, but I have to get it into this recording. Uh, where was it? What was this one? What are we going to do? Oh, okay. Hold on a second. We got to pause for this article. I just have to, do you guys see this one from Forbes? Hold on, get all the ads out of the way. What are we going to do about, or what are we going to do with the anti-vaxxers? What, yeah, what are you guys going to do with us? I don't understand. What are you proposing to do? Look at this. Oh, and, and by the way, who wrote this article? There is a whole bunch of people. Uh, zoomed in too much. Enrique Danz. Looking into this dude's background. Okay. So when you make big statements like this, be prepared for um, some backlash. And it should be. Because what are we going to do with all the anti vaxxers? Why don't you just let them be? Because if the vaccine works, what are you worried about, bro? So he says, as vaccination campaigns continue rolling out around the world, it is becoming clear in some countries that we have moved from a problem of supply to one of demand. A significant group of people, oh, he's admitting it's significant, a significant group of people who refuse to be vaccinated or who do not have their second jab putting at risk the goal of herd immunity. Look, it's not them that's putting you at risk of the goal of global herd immunity. It's the fact that the science is definitely not in that this vaccine is going to cause herd immunity. In fact, there, uh, there's a lot more we have to get into about that, about the history of whether or not vaccines themselves can actually really create herd immunity uh, the way that they're touted to do. And, it's, and if we're talking about herd immunity, why are we talking about a shot that works completely different than any other vaccine ever made? And that uh, many experts are talking about many other concerns about and we're not talking about many of these other therapeutics that actually are prophylactic and they're shown to be that, meaning they actually do prevent the spread. Because if you get to these people early enough, they actually promote the immune system of the body. And it's the immune system in your body that is what's going to create herd immunity. It is not the vaccine. Even the vaccine proponents that have a belief that injecting attenuated viruses with a whole cocktail of chemicals that have been grown in aborted fetal tissue, um, and that's a traditional vaccine. This one's totally different uh, in many ways uh, than that. But uh, the traditional view is that by doing that, you're stimulating the immune system and waking it up so that it sees the presence of the virus, and then it starts to create those uh, natural killer cells and inform them so that when you get the virus, it's lessened the effect. That's the whole science behind it. Um, but you know, it's not all settled because we have some of the top scientists, papers, studies going back over a hundred years, orthodox research that show vaccines represent a medical assault on the human immune system. They don't actually over time, the way that they're being used, uh, contribute to creating herd immunity. And in order to get herd immunity, uh, you would have to vaccinate everybody. Okay. You'd have to vaccinate everybody. 
And with the way that these things mutate, just think of the flu, think of SARS, think of coronaviruses. Um, you would you would have to have a permanent subscription to vaccines on like a monthly, yearly basis to constantly get booster shots in order to uh, achieve anything even close to that. And uh, so, yeah, there's a whole argument to be had. I'm not going to lay it all out here, but obviously that's where they're trying to go is that anybody not getting it is somehow putting everybody else at risk, which if you do the math on it, um, if everybody that's vulnerable, that feels like the vaccine is going to save them from the virus gets vaccinated, then those people, according to the idea of a vaccine should be safe from the virus because they've been vaccinated. So really the only people that would be at risk in that equation are the people who are not getting vaccinated, which means that's a risk that we are taking upon ourselves. And if we're wrong, we'll be wiped off the face of the earth and you guys won't have to worry about it. So I don't really see what the big deal is because that's a decision that people have to make. And believe me, making that decision in today's day and age is not an easy one. And usually uh, people come to that decision after doing a tremendous amount of research and, and soul searching to decide whether or not that's the best approach for them. And so with this whole magic bullet theory that the only way to prevent illness and the only way to stay healthy is to take these concoctions that are already causing record numbers of death and destruction around the world. And it's only months into the rollout. Um, wow. I, what are we going to do about the vaccinated? <laughs> Let's ask that question. Oh, look at this. Here's another little term technology denialism has been studied over the years. But in a world where access to information is increasingly easy, it is unacceptable that millions of people seemingly influenced by a small group of irresponsible idiots like the person who invented mRNA technology <laughs> and many other top Nobel laureate uh, high-level ranking scientists that definitely have more degrees than this person writing this article uh, they're the irresponsible idiots. Yes, for sure. Uh, have decided to endanger not only their own lives. This is where the argument gets into this collectivistic doctrine, right? Every decision you make now in this world, it doesn't just impact you. It's always about your decisions are now impacting everybody else. And this is how they build collectivism into the culture. There is no independence anymore from the herd. Herd immunity that's in the word, uh, that they use. So we've all apparently decided to endanger not only our own lives, but also the possibility of eradicating the pandemic. In short, they are breaking the rules that hold society together. Really? We're breaking the rules? What if we all actually had the natural virus and numerous studies have shown that we have virtually lifelong immunity, if not at least a decade or two of immunity, because we used our natural immune system to fight off a 99.x survivability rate virus. And we rolled the dice and our immune system beat it. And many people got this virus and were asymptomatic, meaning they had the virus, but they didn't have any symptoms. Which means their immune system is fully aware of what this thing is. which means we're actually contributing to herd immunity, the real herd immunity that Professor Knut Witkowski spoke about at the beginning of the whole year and many other professors and experts. This person just is trying to promote the idea that only this technology created by Bill Gates and pharmaceutical companies and all this stuff 
is smarter than nature and your immune system itself. And that only the hand, they're saying only a small group of irresponsible idiots. Really? It's not so small anymore. Have you seen how many people signed on to the Great Barrington Declaration? In fact, uh, many of the doctors that are now coming out are talking about how the vast majority of their colleagues agree with them that we need to pause the rollout of this vaccine because the safety concerns are just blowing their minds. So it actually, it's a small group of irresponsible idiots that are going on as if there's nothing happening. And this is just, this is like the new elixir of life without doing the proper studies and actually looking objectively at what the reality is. And they're completely discounting all the evidence of these other therapeutics that uh, Dr. Jensen just broke down as an option here. And they're completely disregarding the function of your actual immune system. Um, those are the small group of irresponsible idiots. These people are just experts at flipping the script. And then when the media is only showing you certain people all the time, you get the illusion that somehow they are the status quo and science and it's all consensus based, but the reality is completely different, which I've labored to show you for the past year by showing you the amount of experts that are actually against this vaccine. So with billions of vaccines now administered, what have we learned? First and foremost, that they work. Okay, how do we know? It's only a few months in. Uh, and exceptionally well. Wow, yeah, how do we know that? Uh, no vaccine, though, is 100% effective, but those developed for COVID-19 come very close. Really? 99.992% of vaccinated people. Oh, look at that. They're up in the game here. Up in the game. Uh, completely avoid the disease. And the 0.008 who do contract it show no symptoms or suffer any complications. Wow. Just factually incorrect. Factually incorrect. In other words, the vast majority of deaths from COVID-19 now occur amongst unvaccinated people. That is just that. <sighs> wow. I can't, I don't know how they get away with statements like this. That is not the case. That is just not the case. That fact alone should be enough to convince the vaccine. But it's not a fact, so that's why it's not convincing. That's why it's not convincing. And you like putting denialists and deniers and all these labels. This guy's a professional hit job. To abandon their bizarre theories, bizarre. It's bizarre to question um, the evidence that's right in front of your eyes. You're more likely to die if you aren't vaccinated. It's just like unbelievable. What about myelitis? What about, I'm not even going to get into it. You guys know the stuff. I've covered it before. Um, oh, but if you need more evidence, look at this. Thanks to vaccines, hospital capacity is no longer threatened. Dude, it's not been threatened this entire year. There's been little glimmers in certain hospitals where they had a little bit of uptake here and there, but We've been looking at months and months and months of people going to hospitals and it's not overflowing and there's not an issue and there's TikTok doctors and, uh, doctors and nurses dancing. They're, you know, how bored are they during the biggest pandemic of all time? And we got to get into the PCR test too. So how can denialists explain this fact? I just explained it to you. The, the PCR test. Start there. Start there and you'll start to understand what's really going on. Vaccines don't make you magnetic. Oh my God. 
And look at the way that anybody dumb enough to believe it. Another myth is that they're experimental wrong. They've been exhaustively tested. Nope. No long-term safety data, nor do they modify our DNA. No long-term safety data. Uh, they do not cross the nucleus membrane, <laughs> but there's experts and scientists that contradict you. So I don't know where you're getting your information. It's clearly cherry pick. Um, instead, they are an extraordinary success story achieved in record time. Proof that science can solve most of our this guy's in a cult. He's paid. He's paid. Come on. Who sponsors Forbes? I want to know who sponsors Forbes. Uh, wide variety of diseases, malaria, cancer, cardiovascular, blah, blah, blah. Why would we oppose any technology that can save their life? Oh my God. Yeah. So anyways, let's not, I'll let you read the article. Look, inform yourself guys, come to your own conclusions. But, um, this guy is just spouting a bunch of nonsense in my opinion. Um, a good book to read unrestricted warfare. I mentioned that earlier. Um, I think that was, oh, I know the video I was trying to find here real quick for you, just in case you hadn't seen the Catholic it. Church. I just want to show you guys if I have it. Oh, there's another doctor that's come out. I'll, I'll just let you watch it. Dr. Damian Wojcik, my deep concerns about the COVID-19 vaccination rollout in New Zealand. So if, if dude at Forbes is like, this is all just cut and dry and the science is crystal clear. And how can these idiots go out and deny it? And there are a bunch of bizarre theories and they're in a minority. Every day I wake up, there's another doctor coming out and not just saying, guys, I think we should do a little bit more testing. And, you know, I've seen a few concerns, a couple rashes and couple things going on with the vaccines. No, these people are actually worried about the survival of the human species. Okay. So, uh, let's, how about this? How about this? Let's do the octagon debates. That's what I'm calling for. Let's set up a debate octagon and get expert versus expert. And let's, let's do that. Let's hash it out because the truth is earned through battle. Apparently. Um, yeah, we did that. Oh, this is a good uh, video. You got to check out Brian Garish's testimony to Reiner Fulmich. Brian Garish says, this is the official falsification of statistics. This is calculated. It is not madness. If you analyze very carefully the political decisions, the policies, the documents, what we are looking at is genocide. It's planned. It's premeditated. You've really got to go in and dissect and show and look at the big picture to understand what Garish is pointing out there. Um, but go listen to his testimony and I recommend actually just nerding out on all the interviews that Fulmich has been doing with experts and whistleblowers for, for this whole period of time. Yeah. Matt Hancock is gone. Um, I was just trying to find the, uh, oh, they're burning churches in Canada now. Oh, there's another, this is uh Del Bigtree's interview with Dr. Malone. He's very worried. Another doctor, Dr. Grolsch, um, Iceland's lifting restrictions. I'm trying to find, oh, there's the protests in London. Good for you guys. God bless London, man. You guys came to, came to fight, came to fight. Okay. I guess I won't be able to find it, but I was going to show you the Tedros video, which I I'm assuming you guys have all seen. Let me just come back and. Um, I'm assuming you guys have all seen the video of Tedros from the World Health Organization coming out and saying that the vaccine's not enough. We still got to do mass social distancing, all this kind of stuff. Um, I'm assuming you've heard about all the reports of pilots and airlines uh, being 
having issues finding pilots because all these guys are getting injected. Uh, thrombosis and blood clots is the number one reported side effect to these vaccines. And thrombosis and blood clots are magnified by a factor of 10 when you get up to altitude. So this is going to be a bit of a problem when it comes to travel. Um, cause they're going to have to find all the unvaccinated pilots to man the planes. So on and on we go into, um, into wherever they're leading us here with this. They're getting very, very antsy though, because the public opinion is swaying drastically and they're doing everything they can to put out all these different fires to try to make everybody out there believe that nothing's happening, nothing to see here. You're in the majority. If you're going along with what we tell you, I think we're the silent majority and I think it's just getting started and we're going to see more revelations come out. The truth is going to win out in the end. I'm just hoping that we can finally get to an environment where either one of these big cases gets blown up and it's, it's out in the public and people see the evidence for themselves. Um, these people are few. And when the public starts to see that they've been had, it's over and they know it. So they are trying to pay off everybody they can. They are trying to, um, look at Biden. I mean, he's talking about how Americans shouldn't be worried about the government coming and seizing all your firearms because you would need F-15s and nuclear warheads to take on the government. Like what's up? They're getting desperate, right? They're scared. When do you expend ammunition? When you're under attack, when you're afraid, when you're in battle. Um, and they're having more and more difficulty with this as it goes. And it's, they're getting hit. The truth is hitting them in so many different places at once that it's going to be very, very interesting to see how the next few weeks and months play out. Because it's you can feel something building. You can feel it in the air. I'm talking to people more and more that are really starting to come around and really start to ask a lot of questions. Like they can't help but see all the places wide open. All the How many of these big events have we had? Massive NASCAR events, UFC events, hockey games in Montreal, um, basketball games gatherings, protests. How many times has in London, England, have the streets been filled with thousands and thousands and thousands of people this whole time? And we're not seeing Megadeth. We're not seeing the hospitals completely overrun. And none of them, have, most of them haven't had their shots. They're not wearing masks. People are seeing this more and more. The government keeps moving the goalpost. They are, they're, put, they're in a place now and it took this long, but they're in a place on so many different issues where it's really, really starting to get hard to sell this to the public anymore. And I'm really kind of, I'm upset of the fact that it took this long, but at least here we are. And I anticipate it growing. So uh, all I can say is keep your critical thinking hats on. Keep an eye on the ball. So watch what's going on with Arizona, with the audits. Don't follow all these distractions they're trying to put in front of your face to try to distract you from that. They are petrified. People behind the scenes are talking about just how bad that fraud was. And it's supposedly even worse in places like Pennsylvania and other places. So um, when that starts to come out, oh, again, it just takes one of these things to come out on any one of these fronts. 
and the public is going to go down the rabbit hole of, wow, they really did lie to us. What the hell else did they lie to us about? You know? So I, I, I never know how to wrap it up because I'm like, we're in a pickle, but I, I see good signs. Um, and in the end, this is about just learning to see the strategy, learning how to understand how this is done and, um, keep informing yourself, keep saving all this information because it's, they're going to scrub it. A, a lot of people are thinking that, well, what, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen when any one of these big bombshells comes out or continues to come out? They're going to try to stop the spread of that information. So what are they going to do? Are they going to, is it going to be false flags? Is it going to be uh, power grid shutdowns? Are they going to shut the internet down? Parts of the internet? Are they going to shut down these social media websites to try to block the information from coming out? Um, they've got all kinds of tricks up their sleeve. It's going to be interesting because this is a war that we're watching. So we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. I'll cover it to the best I can for you all. But um, let's just keep striving to learn the truth, disseminate the truth. Let's uh, not fall for all these distractions. Let's get rid of this cancel culture stuff. Let's try to talk some sense into people um, if they're willing to listen. And yeah, realize when there's no point in trying to beat a dead horse here. Uh, the people that are still asleep at this point, you know, they're going to have to have their own con uh, crisis of conscience. It's not all on you. Uh, focus on hanging out with the people around you that uh, at least support your values. And we're going to have to rebuild our fractured community. Rebuild it by um, associating yourself with people that are on the right side of this. And you're going to have to determine what that side is. That's up to you. I just present my view and my opinion and the facts that I have, and I hope it helps. So uh, with that, guys, uh, I think we've run our time here. I'm going to let you know Wednesday I had, I, I did have a guest, but I think I might have to move this guest. So we'll see what uh, is in store for you Wednesday, the following week, first week of July, I'm taking my family camping again. So I'll be gone all of that week. So no shows that week, but I am going to do some, uh, some pre-records for you, probably a fire cast or some drive with Dave's or something. Um, I'll do some, I'll do some content for you, but I'll be gone that week in terms of my live shows. And then I'll be back with a, with a bang because I have a feeling July and August are going to be absolutely nuts. So stay tuned here. Thank you all for uh, sticking with me and, um, supporting this work. Please share this out. Help me get the word out about this show. I got a lot more coming your way. Oh, and I have to mention, uh, I'm going to be releasing a very positive, empowering show that we just did on Unslaved with Chance Garten about what real healing is. And we go into many of the ancient uh, healing modalities, understanding energy, vibration, um, et cetera. A really, really good episode. I'm about to launch it probably after this show. So make sure you're subscribed at Unslaved, unslaved.com. Um, it's a paid membership, but it's like less than a cup of coffee a month. And it's so that we can actually run our own custom built platform there. And the content there is pure gold. So uh, make sure you check that out. So that'll be a really good episode. If you just need to be uplifted, if you need to start thinking about solutions, um, we talk about a lot of that stuff in that episode. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys, thank you so much. That's all I got for you. And I will catch you next time. Be well. And don't forget, truth wins in the end. Cheers, everybody.